Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. Healthy relationships come from a healthy trust in God. Sometimes it may be easy to think that everything will fall apart or that the people we turn to can't really be trusted. The church is a new society that can flourish when we put our trust in God and treat others as Christ intended. Do our relationships reflect the faith and trust we have in God? In this week's message of the week, Pastor Bryce Blank continues our trajectory worship series with a sermon from Ephesians 5 and highlights where our trust comes from and challenges us to trust God with the big things as well as the little things. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Will you please pray with me? Wonderful God, we ask that we might be opened to you today. Whatever it is that we need to hear, whatever it is that we need to feel, however we need to be moved to be more like you, we ask that we be open to receiving that today, that we might be able to shine the light of Jesus in all places to all people. Amen. So our scripture today comes from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 to 33. And this is a continuation of our journey to look at and evaluate and learn from the early Ephesian church and this early community as they figure out how to be the body of Christ in the world after Jesus' death and resurrection. And so I invite you to follow along with me on the screens as we read from Ephesians chapter 5. Speak to each other with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music to the Lord in your hearts. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And submit to each other out of respect for Christ. For example, wives should submit to their husbands as if to the Lord. A husband is the head of his wife like Christ is head of the church, that is, the Savior of the body. So wives submit to their husbands in everything like the church submits to Christ. As for husbands, love your wives just like Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. He did this to make her holy by washing her in a bath of water with the word. He did this to present himself for the splendid church. One without any sort of stain or wrinkle on her clothes, but rather one that is holy and blameless. That's how husbands ought to love their wives, in the same way as they do their own bodies. Anyone who loves his wife loves himself. No one ever hates his own body, but feeds it and takes care of it, just like the Christ, just like Christ does for the church, because we are parts of his body. This is why a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two of them will be one body. Marriage is a significant allegory, and I'm applying it to Christ and the church. In any case, as for you individually, each of you should love his wife as himself, and wives should respect their husbands. This is the word of God spoken to us today. So as I mentioned this last week during Vacation Bible School, we had an awesome space-themed time exploring how we can shine Jesus' light in all of life's circumstances. Over and over we learned that no matter what, when times are great and when times are rough, we can shine the light of Jesus because Jesus is the thing that prevails in all of those circumstances. And the constant of God's love 
is really what gives us a perspective on what it means and how we can be Christ in the world. So I'm going to put these glasses on, partly because my future is just too bright. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, that wasn't the right line. It was, Jesus' light is too bright. Okay. No. Put these glasses on as an illustration uh, of perspective. So somewhere between 1268 and 1300 AD, the first glasses were invented, a way to enhance someone's vision. And over time, glasses have evolved. We now have glasses that are dialed into our specific needs to help enhance. We can go one lens, have one perspective and one uh, lens, have another uh, specification that allows us to have as the best vision that we could possibly have. We also have sunglasses like these that uh, protect us from UV rays, our eyes from UV rays anyway, when we're out in the sun. And we have polarized versions of these that help us in the winter when it's pretty much bright white light everywhere because of all the snow. We also have those awesome glasses that we all get when we go to the doctor's office, you know, when we come out because our eyes are dilated. And we can all admit that we, real, we look really cool in those, right? Yeah. <laughs> Either way, we, we have all different kinds of glasses that have evolved over time. But the one thing about all the different kinds of glasses that remain is that they allow us to see what we hadn't been able to see before. Whether it's enhanced vision or whether it's being able to see in a, 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 with, with a lot of sun or a lot of light around us. We're able to see something we didn't see or weren't able to see as well before. That is that glasses give us perspective. And recently, I have been watching a TV show our series on Netflix that gives an alternate perspective to people. And it's called The Ultimatum. And I, I wouldn't recommend everybody to watch this, but if you're into reality TV, then maybe this might be for you. I got sucked in because my fiance was watching it. So blame her for this illustration. Um, <laughs> she probably doesn't know I said that. Um, but uh, The Ultimatum is a reality TV show where it takes a couple and one person in this couple is ready for marriage. They're ready to be married with the person that they are in a relationship right now. And on the other hand, it has someone who is not quite ready to be married, whether it's for the reason that they're not quite ready for the idea of marriage, or they're not quite sure if the person they're with is the one that they are ready to commit themselves to, or whether they're not ready for that commitment, the serious uh, vow that is, the covenant that is marriage. Or maybe there are some issues that they still feel like they haven't worked out quite yet in order to take that next step in the relationship. And so it, it takes these couples and the one who is ready to be married has given an ultimatum to the other. An ultimatum being this, but a choice to make. Either stay and continue in this relationship in the covenant of marriage or walk away from this relationship forever. So it's pretty big stakes be with someone forever, or walk away. And so it's a way of giving someone a perspective who isn't quite ready to make that decision yet. And so what they do, and I, again, I don't recommend this if you are looking for a spouse or you're looking to make sure that the one you've been married to for a long time is the one for you. Uh, but what they do is they temporarily break up the couple. The, the couple agrees to temporarily break up. And then they date other couples on the show, other singles on the show, I should say, uh, to kind of get that perspective. If, is, if there's somebody else out there for me or, man, I'm dating this person and I just see what I didn't see before, that the person I was with 
has all these qualities or these traits, or these are something that I learned about myself that I can bring back to that relationship and make that decision to carry forward with marriage or not. So it's this big kind of messy social experiment. And sometimes people come back together and they say, yep, I'm ready to make that decision. I want to go forward in marriage. Sometimes they still come together and say, I I can't really make a decision right now. And other times they say they choose to walk away altogether and decide that marriage with that person or marriage in general isn't for them maybe at that time. But it gives people perspective, allows them to see what they hadn't seen before. And in our scripture today, the Apostle Paul kind of is issuing an ultimatum or bringing up an ultimatum of choice. And he's hoping that this community in Ephesus can gain some perspective. So as I mentioned before, we're continuing to track this Ephesian community. And we learned over the last couple of weeks that really there's kind of a lot of dysfunction going on within this community. And it's because they're, they're choosing to live life however they want to. They are chasing after false idols and they're uh, being concerned about their pocketbook, how much money they're going to make rather than how they're acting in the world. They are continuing to push out others, whether it's the Jews and the Gentiles. They're pushing against each other and they're not being welcoming. They're not following God. And they're finding themselves in a place where they're very spiritually empty. That no matter how much they try to fill the void of God's presence, when they're not following Christ and they're not living in the way that Christ is calling them to live, they keep coming up empty for answers. And so Paul is talking to this community specifically and saying, you have a choice to make. You have an ultimatum. And I want you to gain some perspective. You can continue to live the way you have been living, making whatever choices you want to make, disregarding how Christ is calling you to live. Or you can choose to follow Christ, and therefore, let your life and the actions that you take reflect that choice. But you can't have both. You can't say that I'm going to follow Jesus, but then just live however you want. You have to make that choice and let let your life reflect that. So that's what he's calling them to. And specifically, he's calling them to be selfless, to make not themselves, but others, a priority in their lives. Paul points out that Jesus is the reason that they are called to a new standard. That in the love of Jesus that was shown to them, and as followers of Jesus, they are called to a new standard, a new level, a new society, a way of living. And that that in itself, the love of Christ, binds them together. And so if they want to be a part of this new society, people living Christ-like, one of the first things they need to do is take on an attitude of servanthood. Now, Paul goes and he talks, uh, and he lays it out in this first scripture. Uh, I'll invite it to be on the screen. He says, Sing and make music to the Lord in your hearts. Always give thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the basis of what he starts for this, uh, this analogy of marriage that he kind of puts forward. And, and it's the basis because he, he wants everyone to recognize that it's not by our own powers that, that we have good or success or that we are alive and being. It is that everything comes from God. Everything that is good, our own existence, comes from God. And so we need to first start off by recognizing and giving thanks to God, our creator, the source of our life. 
So next he goes on and he says, submit to each other out of respect for Christ. Submit to each other out of respect for Christ. We don't often talk about submitting or this, this idea, this concept of submitting to others. And if, and if you're like me, uh, you maybe get a little uncomfortable talking about uh, submitting to someone or something else. And so I want to clear the air that what we're talking about, submitting here means to treat others out of self-sacrificial love. Self-sacrificial meaning that we need to give of ourselves. We need to sacrifice of ourselves for the benefit of others. Sacrifice ourselves. So Paul takes this idea of submitting to everyone, submitting self-sacrificial love, and he applies it to the metaphor of marriage. And I'll also like to note before I go forward that this idea of submitting, especially in the context of a marriage or a relationship, has sometimes been used to cause harm. Whether that's to uh, say that that a woman in a relationship doesn't have a voice or that it gives uh, unequal amounts of power to the male in a relationship. So I want to say that if that has been your interpretation of this passage or the idea of submission in a relationship, that I'm going to offer a different interpretation today. That when we look at that verse 21 in the word submit, in the original Greek, it doesn't really have a great translation over to English. So we have this word submit, but what in original Greek, it's a non-gender specific term. And so this application, this metaphor that Paul is applying in marriage is really applying for all of our relationships, our spouses, our friendships, our family. But in this context of marriage, it's non-gender specific. So it's for everyone. He's just using this as a way to illustrate his point. So I want to just offer that interpretation in case someone is out there who has been harmed by by this uh, metaphor that Paul uses. So going into the metaphor, Paul explains that in everything we do, we must submit to others, but in the context of marriage, to our spouse, just as the church, the body of believers, submits ourselves to Christ. That is that we need to let Jesus Christ be our guide. And the way that we follow Jesus and put Christ before us, or needs to be put before ourselves, must be just like that in a marriage, putting our spouse before others, before ourselves. And so we all know what we need individually. We all have our own thoughts, experiences, and values, and we we hold those to a high esteem. But We are to, in a marriage and in all of our relationships, to respect and value others' opinions, experiences, and thoughts as well. We need to show respect to our, the same respect that we show to ourselves, to others, because Christ has shown us that, and we are to show that in a way of love to others as Christ in the world, aka the the church. And so I'll name that I have never been married. Uh, I'm engaged, but not married. And so I can't speak to what it means or what it looks like to be married. I can't speak to that experience. But I think for all of us, whether married or not, we are all metaphorically married to Christ. That means that in the way that we might put our trust in our spouse or a spouse if we had one, that we have to put our trust in Christ, put our trust in Jesus. And we have to put this trust in Jesus both as individuals but also as a collective community, as a church. So the way that we first show our trust, put our trust in Christ, is by setting aside ourselves, by humbling ourselves 
and putting others first. To let God be the person that guides us. To let God guide our decisions. And this is that perspective that Paul is instructing this community to have. To show the love of Christ in the world and to be Christ-like first means to trust God and put others before ourselves. So a healthy relationship with ourselves, with others, with our spouses, with our family, with the world is stemmed in a healthy trust in God. If we're to turn away from our old ways, or as this Ephesian community is to turn away from all of the ways that they have had chaos and spiritual emptiness, they need to stop and turn towards God, letting God be their guide and having self-sacrificial love for others. If they want to fill that void of emptiness, they need to welcome God into their lives, putting God and Jesus first. They must stop living selfishly and start living selflessly. So we must give of ourselves, being self-sacrificial, and let Christ be our guide. Let Christ be the head of the household, as this metaphor goes, to guide us, to be the person or the thing or the being that we look to for guidance, for decisions. We need to put on our glasses to see what we hadn't been able to see before, to get a new perspective on our world. We must put on our trust glasses as we look around that we might be able to see not dysfunction, not our own decisions and our own desires, but God. God at work in the world around us. That we might be able to look around and see the ways that we can serve others instead of ourselves. So what does it mean for us? Or what would it mean for us if we trusted God all the time? What would it look like if we lived selflessly like Christ and not for ourselves? And the big question that we all need to ask ourselves, that we all need to answer is do our relationships with others reflect the trust in God that we hold? Do our relationships with others reflect the trust in God that we hold? This Ephesian community was faced with an ultimatum to either turn away from, or turn, turn into their old ways and continue on, or turn towards Christ, to be Christ-like, to follow Jesus. That choice meant that they needed a new perspective on the world, one where there was mutual respect towards others and an attitude of servanthood like that in a marriage. They needed to trust Christ with their lives in order to accomplish more than they could have by themselves. And so, like the Ephesian community, we need to do the same. We need to put Christ in front of us. We need to put on a perspective, a lens of trust, of respect, of servanthood to all those we are in relationship in our world. So I encourage you, I challenge you to put on your trust glasses that you might let Jesus' light shine in our world. Let us pray. God, you have called us from our old ways. You've called us from selfish behavior, from thoughts and actions that do not reflect you. 
and you have called us to a new society, a new standard, united in Christ, that we might interact with others in our world with an attitude of self-sacrificial love, that we might look to serve others in ways that others can benefit from the gifts that we have to offer. This is a big challenge, and so we ask your help in this endeavor, that we might be reminded over and over when we stray from you, that we might be reminded and pulled back to your love, to let Jesus let you be our guide, impacting each of our thoughts, our ideas, and our actions in the world, so that our life reflects Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.